0: Welcome to PostCast. The Utah Jazz blow out the L.A. Clippers in what might have been their best performance of the season with a unique defensive game plan that worked perfectly. We'll talk about it all coming up next on PostCast. PostCast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South, 20th East. Feel free to stop by in the whole meat section. They've done this great taste testing. Find the best meats they possibly could. They've got them for you there at the store, 6200 South, 20th East. Uh, Let's just start big picture. Was this the best performance of the year by the Utah Jazz? I thought
1: defensively, yes. I mean, we've had some pretty good offensive nights and and probably equal to this one. But I thought defensively, uh, they just took – keep players out of their out of their comfort zone with you know with the defensive plan, I'd have to say absolutely yes. This is a was supposedly a pretty good basketball team.
0: And probably a pretty desperate team. If we look if you look at this from the Clippers standpoint tonight, they had a four-game homestand against Detroit, New Orleans, Utah and Golden State. This was their kind of we win three out of four, we're on our way. Mm-hmm. They lost their first two, Blake got them. They're coming out tonight a bit desperate. Jazz blast them early, 31-22 at the end of one lead by seven at the half, then blow them out in the third and run away with it. This game's never in single digits in the fourth quarter. That, to me, is what's impressive is this was an important game to the Clippers. And then for the Jazz to go on the road and win yet, a, I think it's their eighth game this year on the road in the Western Conference where they have a win. That's, a, that's the most of anyone in the NBA.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the Jazz stats, I mean, they shoot 46%, which is very respectable. Very respectable offense, but the defense really, you know, really did the job. The Clippers shoot, I mean, I'm sorry, Jazz shoot 51 percent, but their offense was just spot on. I didn't think the defense of the of the of the of the Clippers, once the Jazz got them scrambling, you know, just they just couldn't do anything with it. But the defense always, you know, it started everything going for the Jazz tonight, I thought.
0: The defensive rating, which I always talk about, the Jazz had come in holding teams under 112 of their last 16, doesn't, I don't think we'll end there. But here's the defensive rating after the first three, the first quarter was 91. Mm-hmm. The defensive rating after the second quarter was 94. This means you're allowing less than a point of possession. If you hold someone under 100, you win 89% of the time. And by the end of the third quarter, it was 92. These are stunning numbers. This is against the eighth-best offense in the league whose regular offense averages 111 points per 100 possessions, and they're in the 90s. This was a great defensive performance, and we all know who's causing that. <laughs>
1: well, if you think back to last season where the Jazz were defensively and where they were offensively, I think we're getting back to that to that point right now, uh, especially you know with the type of teams that we're playing and getting a chance to um, uh, you know, catch up for the most part because the struggle started early in the year with the road uh, schedule and playing a very tough team to the point where defense just wasn't catching up or the offense wasn't catching up to the defense or defense wasn't catching up to the offense, but it was a struggle. Uh, right now, boy, it's just beautiful basketball what the Jazz are doing. You notice all the uncontested shots we had tonight and the shots we were able to get at the rim.
0: Is Donovan getting more comfortable playing the point guard? Because tonight was a really tough task with Beverly and Bradley and the double teams and the blitzing, and he seemed to be as inclusive tonight as he has been on the I NBA. mean, he,
1: he stayed in, in the attack mode, that, that's for sure, and that was something I was glad to see. I was expecting full-court pressure to put on him they put a little pressure on him on him in the back court, and then they retreat back to the front court, and then they try to apply some pressure once they got over over the mid uh, the mid uh, court, uh, and it didn't work for him. You know, Donovan was able to to uh, get into the paint and, and and score, and he he played like he was um, one of the best players in the league tonight, in handling a, a t- some tough defenders.
0: Tobias Harris averages twenty one points a game. Danilo Gallinari averages twenty. Uh, Tobias averaged with a really sh- finished with a really shallow 17. Gallinari finished with nine. What did the Jazz do to those guys?
1: Well, I thought that keeping them going to their right and not letting them come back to their left hand was, was something that they was not ready for, uh, and they didn't have a, a counter for that. I mean, uh, th- whenever they were able to get back to, to that left hand, there was someone there. But keeping them going to their right uh, and then switching all over the floor, uh, that created some problems for him. Tobias Harris. Couldn't even get shots off in that first half. The first half, he only had four points. Um, yeah, he only yeah. had three points. His
0: his 17s really hollow.
1: Yeah, it came at the end of the ball games when there was no chance for them. You know, no chance for him to win. So. Uh, Taking key guys out of the ball game uh, the, the the best scores on their team out of the ball game was, was such a key
0: Jay Crowder came in three of his last 30 he was 8 of 15 had five threes tonight Jazz bench scored almost as many points as the Clippers bench and that's the clippers strength what is it 51 50 or
1: 52 51 something like that i think that's what we had it at. 56 56 51 but they usually
0: mm-hmm. wait they're the number one scoring bench in the league yeah um, and then let's just go back to Rudy for a second. 23 points, 22 rebounds, four block shots, but it's so much more than that. We had it at one point that the Clippers were shooting 50% when he was off the floor and 32% when he was on the floor. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out on a, all the time when I talk on national podcasts or do interviews of how to try to explain how great Rudy is. And I, I don't necessarily have an answer. Tonight, the Clippers shot below 50% at the rim. Below, they were 16 of 34 at the rim.
1: And how many times did you say tonight the Rudy Gobert effect because they were driving there and pass it off? You know, just wouldn't even attempt a shot sometimes because they, because he was there. Uh, his effect is, is just unreal.
0: The other one of his effect is that we don't talk about is that they, we don't give up threes. Right? Like, we don't allow corner threes. We don't allow threes because you don't need to go help Rudy.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I yeah. mean, it's just incredible what he yeah. does. And his offense right now is a powerhouse. There's something going on, and I don't want to make too big a deal out of it because I'm not sure about it yet. The attacking point guard instead of the distributing point guard is making Rudy a bigger force offensively right now than he has been before.
1: Yeah, a little different style, I, I think, with, with uh, Donovan and and Rubio. Uh The threat of Donovan, I think, scoring at the rim opposed and and pulling up with a little mid-range jump shot, it's different for some reason. And and I think once Donovan gets gets to the point where he can make an accurate, pinpoint lob there for Rudy, you know that's going to be one heck of a combination because it looks like they're really enjoying playing with each other.
0: Jazz win it in a blowout. They led by 20 in the fourth. They never were in single digits in the, se- in the fourth quarter. They la- Clippers last led sometime in the first quarter. This was a dominating performance by the Jazz, who've now won five straight, play Cleveland on Friday, and then have a huge week next week with, I don't know exactly the sequence, but it's Portland, Denver, and Minnesota all at home. Oh, well, it's in, it, that, well, let me rephrase that. I know exactly what the sequence is. I'm perfectly prepared for that, and it's Portland, Denver, and Minnesota. And by the way, to the guy who pointed out That he's 52. Only my wife is 50. I'm not. (laughs) See you guys.